fact or myth. In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at keepitfunohio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Section 336, Next Generation Bond Sports Talk, to our special trade edition, or I guess trade <laughs> reflection episode. Yeah. As I, always, I I'm that. joined by the button lover, Josh Roca. Yeah, I had that problem when I was naming it. It's not a trade special. Everyone does trade specials around this time of year. This is not a trade special. This is a trade evaluation show. Yes. We're not, we don't, well, we care, but we're not going to discuss what the Orioles are going to do this week and whether or not they're going to trade Mancini, Fry, or whatever. We discussed that on the most recent episode of 336 on uh, Pod 429, I think it was. So this is going to be evaluating some of the trades, especially at the end of the Duquette era. Yeah, I, I think this is something we don't do enough of is we say all the time with the draft and with trades, when you're trading for prospects in the draft, you can't judge it immediately, right? We had to wait and see, wait three years. Well, three years, three years from, I don't know, this week is when um, kind of one of the most crucial points of our, of our organization happened, right? It's when Dan Duquette, I mean, the context is important here, right? Dan Duquette was a GM his last year as GM. You had a bunch of expiring contracts, and you had some contracts that weren't expiring, but you had a bunch of talented players, and you had decided as an organization to go full rebuild mode right. for the first time under Dan Duquette to go full re- rebuild mode. Because you um, already, at this point, already burned your trade chips in the minors. You kept Bill and Byrne in those trade chips trying to get those teams 2012 to 2016 into the, into the playoffs. Sure. So that's important, too, in the context that our farm system at this point was weak partly due to, as Josh said, trading off chips over the past four years when you were making playoff runs. Um, and we made kind of one final run in 2017. And then we said, oh, well, let's try it again in 2018. And by the trade deadline, it was clear that this was not working despite having a lot of talented players on that roster. Um, and, right. mo- and most of them, if not all of them, were traded, right? And so it's it was a little bit unfortunate for Michael Elias when he came over that all the big trade ships had already been traded at this point. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm he, sure 
Mike Elias would have loved to trade Kevin Gosman, Manny Machado, um, Darren O'Day, Zach Britton, all these guys that, that Duquette ran through. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the 2018 roster, I mean, we're talking about Manny Machado. We're talking about Trey Mancini was on that roster kind of as a young kid. We're talking about Adam Jones. Um, that was, of course, the years of Mark Trumbo. Scope was on that team. Um, so the, as far as pitching, we had, you know, Kevin Gossman and Dylan Bundy. Um, still hoping for them to turn around. Um, we also had Alex Cobb on that team, of course. Um, in the yep. bullpen, we had, of course, Zach Britton was the big guy in the bullpen. We also had Brad Brock and Darren O'Day, who other teams wanted um, to a certain extent, I guess. Um, so, yeah, so that was, it was, it looked like on paper, a pretty good team, um, a team that was just successful a couple years ago, but clearly it wasn't, wasn't working. It was Dan Duquette's final year as GM, and right. he traded off a bunch of players. And so now, three years later, I think we can is an appropriate amount of time to step back and look at at the trades at this trade deadline three years ago right. when we blew up the roster and full the full rebuild began. It's a good time to reflect on those trades. Yeah, and we all jumped and made conclusions. Obviously, at the three years ago, at the moment, just like we will this week as the Orioles make trades, we'll make our snap judgments. But you really now's a much better time to look at those trades and see what yeah happened. yeah and i think it serves as a reminder right because I, I saw i've seen so many posts today and the past couple of days about trades to like remind fans that you're not getting a top 100 prospect back and to remind fans that prospects are really expensive and so you're not going to get back in return prospect wise what you think you are which which right. i think is a good reminder but the on the other hand if you have you're the Orioles and you have an expiring contract that's fine like trade the guy because he's not going to be here next year. That's not really the case with the Orioles this year. All their guys they want to trade are coming back next year. Yeah. But I think as you talk about these trades, it serves as a reminder that prospects are prospects. And players who have proven to be good major leaguers are guys who have proven to be good major leaguers. Yes. Um, and to me, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I know everyone loves prospects, prospects, prospects. I'm like, I've seen so many prospects not work out. I take a guy who has proven that he can play in the majors over some guy that may or may not work out. And, That's and just me. And, and you look at our trades, I have every reason to believe that. <laughs> and we've seen teams like the Nats and the Yankees and the Red Sox spend money to bring veterans in and win. Oh, so you, you think the Yankees care about their prospect rankings? You think the Yankees Doesn't care matter. where they are in Major League Baseball as far as prospect rankings? Are they thinking, oh, man, we're only 19th. The future is not bright for the New York Yankees. Oh. No, because they buy proven guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they wait till Garrett Cole is 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 uh, has ha- had some good years, and then they sign him. Um, yep. yep, prove it. All right. So let's look at yep. these Where do you trades. Want to get started. Let's who, who, start. What's the first one. Um, I don't know if we want to go by like if you go by date. You don't the need first... to go by date. I just mean what's the first one you want to discuss? Okay, let's actually start at the end. And work our oh, way back. Okay. So 731, this is trade deadline. There were two All moves right. made right at the end of the trade deadline. You starting right with Manny Machado? No, that was the first trade. That trade was that made was... All, all on the 18th. Right. Remember that? Because that was some little all-star break drama. That's right true. After the all-star right. Game. You're right. Okay. All right. So 31st. Yeah. 
the Baltimore Orioles trade right-handed pitching, right-handed pitcher Kevin Gossman and right-handed wow. pitch, right-handed pitcher Daring O'Day to the Atlanta right. Braves for yeah. Evan Phillips, Gene Carlos and, Car- and Carson Young, Brett Cumberland, catcher, and left-handed pitcher Bruce Zimmerman. Um, and that was the deal. So, yeah. so real sure quick, nice to have a uh, a 221 Kevin Gossman in our rotation right now. Yeah. Now, in fairness, um, Kevin Gossman, he was traded um, to the Braves, and then the Braves just released him. And then, I don't know if you remember this, but then he went to the Reds, didn't work out with the Reds, and then the Giants picked him up. And then the Giants, he had some success with the Giants, and then the Giants re-signed him. So it wasn't like, like the the, the Braves aren't saying, we, we stole the deal here. No, um, no. No, Braves should right. be kicking themselves for not giving him a longer leash. Right, we traded him to the Braves, and the truth is, he wasn't bad with the Braves. He was better with the Braves than he was with the Orioles. Yeah, I suppose. And this is, and I don't have, uh, to be honest, I don't have his numbers with the Braves, but he wasn't two, good enough. Two, to stay on. Okay, he had because, a two eighty-seven ERA. All right, because to me, oh, and that was the first year. That was in the finish out twenty eighteen. Okay, that was just the half, half season. He went six nine six nineteen, and that's so, when yeah, they cut him. Struggled. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it wasn't um, all that to say it wasn't just us. No, and that's why I say, and I think with a guy like Kevin Gossman, is sometimes these guys are late bloomers because he also went to Cincinnati after the Braves cut him in 2019. He went to Cincinnati um, and pitched okay, and then he went to San Francisco, and that's where he had success. And then San Francisco saw his success last year. And I was shocked when they signed him. I forget what was his contract. One year for like 15 or one year, $18.9 million. I was like, whoa, that's a lot of yeah. money. Um, yeah. But it, it obviously worked out for them. But he's a free agent after this year. So um, Mike Elias might want to get on that. <laughs> I, I think the Giants might, uh, might extend him. They might yeah, probably but, sign him. But you know what? I'm, I'm when I look at when I try to analyze these trades, Josh. I'm less concerned about how Kevin Gossman did post Orioles. I'm more concerned with who came, because, who 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 we got, who we got. Because ba- I mean, just based on his track record, what he did with the Orioles, kind of that he was who he was, right? A good pitcher, but not a great pitcher. You trade him, then he'll do his thing. But I'm more concerned with who we got back in return. Um, that's how I look at because he he wasn't going to stay here with us long term anyway. So who did we get back in return? Um, right. And so who did we get back? So Evan Phillips was is a reliever still with us. He's playing for AAA right now. I think he's had a cup of coffee in the majors. Right yeah. now in AAA, he's pitched 23 innings, 33 strikeouts, ERA of 4.63. He is 26 years old, so he's no longer a kid anymore. Um, but he still could be a contributor to the major league team as a reliever. Potentially, wasn't he a local shore, a Eastern Shore guy? No. Um, for some reason, I think that's Josh Rogers, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was him. Um, for some reason, in my head, I think that was Josh Rogers, who we got in a different deal. Um, but, but it might be him. Um, the other guy we got in the deal, Gene Carlos and Car- Gene Carlos and Encarnacion. Yeah. Um, he's now playing for the York Revolution, an independent league uh-huh. team. Yeah. So, so all right, so he's dead to us. Yes. Brett Cumberland is a catcher at AAA, batting 206 with eight home runs. Um, the the okay. thing about Brett Cumberland, and the reason you might have heard his name, <laughs> his claim to fame, 
he's been beamed. And he does this every year. He always leads the league in hit by pitches. He's been beamed this year 25 times in like 55 games, something crazy like that. So he gets hit a bunch, but he's batting two of six. I, I don't think he's the answer and catcher. Um, I, I would be surprised. I mean, I'm not counting him ever being a major league catcher. And then the other pitcher we got for him, for Rossman and O'Day, is Bruce Zimmerman, um, who we saw um, pitch really well with Orioles, went 4-4 four four with 4.83, then went down with um, left bicep tendonitis. Um, he should be back. I think he just made a rehab start like yesterday or a rehab. I think he pitched like an inning. Um, so he should be back at some point in the second half. So Bruce Zimmerman, 26 years old, there's still some potential with Bruce Zimmerman. So, right. I mean, as far as this trade goes, you have Evan Phillips, who could still be a contributor. Who um, is in the, in a the Salisbury kid. Oh, he is Salisbury. Okay, yeah, good. He's a Salisbury kid. All right. Now I'm rooting even harder for Evan Phillips. Um, and then we have Bruce Zimmerman, um, who, you know, looked decent as a starter. Right. Um, so th- that still has the potential to work out for us. Um, yeah. Two guys that we've seen get some t- some space in the rotation between 2020 and, and 2021. Yeah, and for Kevin Gossman, Darren O'Day, I think, was more – they were trying to get rid of his contract. Yeah, um, he was a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was more thrown in there to get rid of the contract. So, it doesn't so sound whatever. that bad. Yeah, so not, not, not terrible. Not terrible by Daniel Cat. Still kind of wait and see, but not terrible. Um, it all depends, I think, on – a lot of it depends on Ken Brzezimmerman. If he turns into a number five starter, I think that's, that's okay with yeah. that. I'm okay with that trade. Or if yeah. Evan Phillips turns into a real contributor in the bullpen, I'm okay with that trade. Yeah, but we'll if either of these guys. guys become regular parts of this team next year, then, yeah, then it's a good trade. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, it's not a home run because you're, you're not getting any great players, but it's, it's right. fine. Yep. So the next deal that went down, if you go in timeline here, it was, again, right at – I think actually this was – if I remember correctly, this happened right at like 359 or something at the trade deadline, if I remember correctly. Cause I remember this going down last minute and okay. that was, we traded Jonathan scope mm-hmm. to the brewers for Jonathan VR and Luis Ortiz and Gene Carmona. Okay. So quick update date on them. Jonathan VR, of course played really well for us. Yeah. And then we traded him to Miami uh, last year for, or two years ago for Easton Lucas that was at least um, Michael. Eli- at least Dan Uket gave Michael Elias a guy he could trade and Jonathan Briar. <laughs> right, right. Um, traded for Easton Lucas, who's 24 okay. years old, pitching at Aberdeen, has an area of 5.56. So that's not looking good because no. he's 24 at Aberdeen, which is Aberdeen. too old for that league. Yep. And an area over five. So that's not looking good. Okay. Luis Ortiz, the other guy we got in that deal. So you're giving uh, Michael Elias an F. Right, for the Jonathan VR trade. So far, the Jonathan VR trade for Easton Lucas, Lucas trade. So far, so far, Dan Duquette's winning. Yeah, Dan Duquette's winning so far in the trades. <laughs> Though we need to have another episode. Yeah, I guess next year we can start to evaluate the 2019 yes. um, Michael Elias trades. But but to be fair, Duquette had way better trips. chips. Yeah, t- he did. And also, if you just look at the players, um, Dan Duquette, I, th- I think, seemed to trade for guys who were in like double-A and triple-A. And Michael Elias tends to draft guys who still haven't played any professional baseball, who are like 14 or 15. Um, so I don't even know how much we'll know in 2019. Right. I mean, next year about that 2019, yes. but, we, but we can look at it. All right. So anyway, the other guy we got in the deal, we got VR, who we flipped for Lucas, who's not doing well. 
we got Luis Ortiz, who was released by the Orioles in 2020. Right, so um, he's dead. I don't know if he's anywhere else, yeah. And the other guy, Gene Carmona, was one of the younger guys. I think this, um, the youngest guy that we got back in the trade. He was still, he's still 21. So he was 18 at the time he was traded. He's still 21. Okay. He's an infielder at Delmarva, so still playing for us. Has a batting right. average of 259, has four home runs, has an okay. OPS of 784. So he's doing okay in he's Delmarva. Some, if he's doing that at Delmarva at 21, he's got some potential. Yeah. A little concerning that he's been in the organization for three years. Yeah. And hasn't moved up past Delmarva, regardless of age. Yeah, but 21 at Delmarva is is about right. It is Um, if you go to college and then you come. If you join join Delmarva when you're 18 years old or Aberdeen and as far as you've gotten is Delmarva, that doesn't sound great. Oh, yeah. I don't know his whole career history. I don't know if he spent But we did have the lost 2020 year. Yeah. So that needs to be taken into account as well. Yeah, it's true. So this tri- this deal looks like a complete bust, except for we have to wait and see with Gene Car- Carmona. We have to give him a little bit more time. Right. Um, but other and than that, I don't there's know. no scope one value there. Scope for two good years of Villar is pretty is a pretty good balance, too. Yeah, that's true. But uh, Villar alone was good for us. Right. Um, so I wouldn't. And Scope, if you remember, Scope really struggled in Milwaukee. Yes. Again, Milwaukee ended up letting him go. Uh, Detroit got him cheap, and he's having a great season right now with Detroit, where they're looking to flip him. Yeah, and, but, and uh, he's doing the whole one-year deal thing. Like he's doing one-year deal for not that well, much money. He's a guy the Orioles could sign too if they wanted well, to. He's kind of he's kind of been forced into that one-year deal. Yep, because he hasn't proven himself for more than one year since he left Baltimore. Yep. So I'd say I I don't mind that trade because of Villar. Okay. Um, Brad, the next trade happened on 7:30. This was the least exciting of them. Brad Brock was traded um, for uh, was traded to the Braves for international signing bonus slot money. So two hundred fifty thousand dollars of international signing bonus money. Did the Orioles use that money? Well, here's here and here's the funny thing. Because I'm trying to. Here's the sad part is this is the type of trade we might be looking at this year. A good bullpen arm. Yeah. Um, and we did that year. We signed like three or four international guys. Um, and so it's, it's hard to figure out the finances of it all, but $250,000 was a lot of money. And that's more than we spent. Like we spent, well, it's not more than we spent, but we spent, so I guess we did like we got, um, here are some names. I've never heard of any of these names, but they're still an organization as far as I can tell. And that's Moises Ramirez, I was signed for two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars in two thousand eighteen okay. as a national guy. Isaac Balani for two twenty. Damian Valdez for two hundred. Fifteen-year-olds. Yeah, I think I, I looked up all their names, and a bunch of them are playing in that Florida Coast League, whatever they Gulf, got now. Coast, Gulf Coast League. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good then if they're up to Gulf Coast League. Yeah. That's so good. yeah. So yeah. So that's still. But I don't know also the timing other than that. Like, I don't know if these were Duquette signings or if these were Elias signings in 2018. Um, but, yeah, right. but but, but that, it, it seems like the money was used. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I can't complain about that one. Yeah, but that I, means it was Brad Brock, yeah. Was that, was that Brad Brock's last year? I believe like, so, yeah. Okay. So we – so – we're not looking at direct comparisons with Paul Fry and uh, Tanner Scott because we, there's more control with those guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would hope our return. Yeah, he's uh, a lot. I hope we get more than cash considerations. Yeah, I I agree. All right. Okay. Um, so the next deal that went down was seven twenty four a week before the deadline. So we're past this date, um, and that's Zach Britton went to the Yankees uh, for Cody yeah, Carroll. Dylan Tate and Josh Rogers, which raises, and I saw this a little bit on Twitter too. Oh, there was a trade. There was a trade that just happened between um, the Astros and the Mariners, and the Mariners sent Graveman, I think, right, um, one of their best relievers, to the Astros. And I, and from the reports, and this just happened, so I was just reading right before the show. From the reports, a lot of people in the Mariners on the Mariners team are upset. Not that they traded Graveman, but they traded him to. A division rival, um, yeah. Josh. Well, what are your thoughts trading Zach Britton to the Yankees? Then now, kind of, what are your thoughts now? Even when we look at Tanner Scott or Paul Fry, what are your thoughts on trading some of these guys to a division rival? Well, I mean, we're here in the conversation now because the team that needs a first baseman is the Boston Red Sox. So we're hearing hmm. that conversation with Trey. Uh, I haven't heard that, uh, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I'm glad I didn't hear that. Yeah. Um, well, there goes your thoughts on it. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like Zach Britton and pinstripes. I'm glad Zach Britton changed his name so we can just pretend he's a different guy. Yeah. Change his name, change the spelling so, of his name. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't like it. I don't, I don't understand it from a business standpoint where it's like, aren't they both just trying to screw each other? So like, how can I trust your prospects that you're sending me? How can I trust your guy? I mean, I didn't mind when the Orioles traded Andrew Kashner to the Red Sox. I didn't mind that. But to trade a guy like Zach Britton, who's kind of was a face of the organization, that stings a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Like, players who I think are not very good and who are veterans on expiring deals, yeah, I'm okay with that. But players who are really good, um, like, I don't remember what year, if that was Zach Britton's last year of his deal. I think it might have been. But they resigned him, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, a, I, I wasn't a fan of it then. I'm not a fan of it now. For I saw they yeah, trade in Matt Harvey to the Nats. I'd be great with trade in Trey Mancini or Cedric Mullins to the Nats. I'm going to have a problem. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't like the Nats. Oh, I don't care at all. About I'm glad that. that they're not in division, but I still wouldn't like every mass and commercial <laughs> to still be Trey and Cedric, but they're in uh blue and red. Yeah. I guess that would be annoying. Um, but yeah, it was well because I also yeah. talked about Max Scherzer um, on his trade list. He is is he's got a teams you know that he's willing to go to, right. and the Yankees aren't on there. He said he doesn't want to go to the Yankees, which that's makes good. me happy on the one hand. But on the other hand, that's but the kind also, of player I want the Yankees trading for. Guy yeah. on the last year of his deal, a veteran who you'll have to give up some good prospects for. Well, like do worry. that this year while Max, we're rebuilding. Max also came out and said he'd probably approve some stuff off his list. Yeah. But like that's, discussing. but like, cause that's the other thing. Like I want the Yankees to trade for players, veteran players who are on expiring deals just so they'll have to give up prospects. Right. But we talked about how prospects don't really matter as it much as really the matter. Yankees like they do to us. Yeah, but true. yes, I don't want Trey to go to Boston. Yeah, I don't either. That would be outrageous. I don't care who we All got right. back in return. So we got back Josh Rogers, Dylan Tate, and who else? Cody Carroll. Cody Carroll. There's some interesting names in there. Yeah, so um, all all pitchers, right, all relievers. So we traded one reliever for three relievers. Cody Carroll, um, 
He's at Norfolk. Um, he's pitching. He's pitched nine and two thirds innings. He's had some injury stuff. Twenty one strikeouts. ERA of five. Um, he's twenty eight years old. So you know, All right. not great. So, not, not, nothing special with him. Josh Rogers. Um, Josh, you will be unhappy to realize this. Josh Rogers was released by the Orioles and picked up yes. by the Nats. So he currently pitches, I think, for the Nats AAA team. Yes. Yeah. So nothing good there. But but you mentioned another guy. You mentioned Dylan Tate. Dylan Tate. Yeah. And that's pretty good. special. Yeah, yeah he's Dylan looked Tate good this year. Has looked good. Dylan Tate's the guy that I keep wanting him to give an opportunity to start because I want to see him go a little deeper in a game. Yeah. And I, I disagree. But but yeah, but he's he's looked good. He's got an ERA of 3.94. He has 38 strikeouts. He throws his upper 90s. Has it almost similar to, to Zach Britton in the sense that he has his upper 90s sinker that's really effective. He's obviously not nearly as effective as, as Zach Britton, but still, he's a good arm in your bullpen. Yeah, and he's he's pitched 41 innings this year so far. Yeah. So that's great. And he's, and he's a guy, too, has gotten – he started off, if, if my memory serves me correct, he started off as a starter and then was switched to a reliever. Um, and he's kind of gotten better every year that he's been with the Orioles. So, so that's good to see too. Yeah. I like Dylan Tate. I like him in the back of their bullpen. Yeah. All right. So, so all Cody right. Carroll, um, no, Josh Rogers, no, but Dylan Tate seems to be a, a one yeah. decent arm out of that trade seems to be. Yeah. And for a younger guy with more control, that's not too bad of a trade for Zach Britton. Yeah. And, and what we're seeing with Dan Duquette and his trades too, is he t- Tended to choose like quantity over quality. Like, just give me a bunch of names, well, and I hope one of them yeah. will work out. Because um, none of these are really one for one deals, right? They're all like, give me a bunch of guys. And, and we're seeing also kind of baseball. Yeah. Baseball, it's uh, much harder than uh, football for whether or not the guy's going to work out. Prospects yeah. are uh, you kind of just throw them all against the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, I mean, Elias made the move this off season. Um, Alex Cobb for. For Jemai Jones, straight up, which is interesting. But yeah, often you see a couple of prospects for one guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so the final deal, and this is what every no one's going to remember Dylan Tate um, being a good pitcher we got for Zach Britton. No, no one's going to remember um, Evan Phillips if he comes a f- effective reliever that we got him. Um, everyone's just going to remember Dan Duquette and the Manny Machado trade. Right. Rightfully so. It's our best player. Your biggest trade ship at the time. Yeah. So the return we got for Manny Machado was Baby Breverick was. Valera, Yusniel uh, Diaz, Zach Pop, Dean Kramer, Rylan Bannon. So talk about quantity. Okay. Um, we got, again, Yusniel Diaz, Zach Pop, Dean Kramer, Rylan Bannon, and Breverick Valera. All right. Um, A few and, of those names still have hope. Yeah. So just go over them real quick. Breverick, Breverick Valera, we traded for cash to San Francisco. All He's right. now actually with um, the Blue Jays on their AAA team. He's having a really good year in AAA, but he's 29 years old, so he's no longer a young player. Even at the time, he was signed kind of as a um, a utility player that we needed in the majors at the time. Right. Um, but anyway, he's so he's he's dead to us. Yeah, dead to us. Besides that cash, Michael Ice got to put in his pocket. Yeah, uh, Peter Angelos got to put in his pocket. Um, you, uh, the other guy, uh, I guess Ryland Bannon, we can talk about. Ryland Bannon has been, he's now at AAA. People thought he could be a, maybe a third, starting third baseman this year. Right. Um, 
but he's had just an atrocious year AAA, a little bit of injury, but mostly just ineffective play. Um, my internet's not loading here. I was going to pull up his numbers, but he's batting in the 100s, just hasn't been able to put together the consistent season. Um, and so, yeah, here it is. He's batting. No, that's not him. Um, anyway, he's been bad. So it's still, he's still young, right? He's still relatively young in that he's 25. Um, but, but this year has not been his year has not worked out for him. And so hopefully he can get his kind of act together in the coming year. Um, here it is. He's, he's batting at Norfolk 156, um, over 32 games. So not looking good for a, a bad year for Ronald Bannon. Speaking of bad years, the other guy we got back in that deal was Dean Kramer. We kind of know the deal with Dean Kramer because we saw him right. pitch here um, for the Orioles well, and struggle. But also yeah. a guy they still think could be a fifth starter. Yeah, a guy who's still, he's 25. He still has, has good stuff, but just the location, he can't locate anything uh, this right. year for some reason. Was 0-7 with a year of 7.25 for the Orioles this year. Um, of course, is now an, uh, uh, pitching every fifth day for the Norfolk Tides. And so you hope he can kind of get it together. But again, hasn't been effective for Norfolk either. Right. And so but, you're still kind of hoping yeah. that that can work out. But so far oh, it yeah. hasn't. Right. But he will get more opportunities up here. Oh, yeah. He's going to pitch every and, fifth day for Norfolk for the rest of this year, I would imagine. Right. And then next year, I assume he'll be invited to, you know, spring training. And we'll see where it goes from there. I don't know. I was thinking of Dean Kramer yesterday after we did the podcast. And I was wondering if after September, give him a go, especially if we get rid of a guy like Harvey and like give Kramer and Zimmerman some more options, this offseason might be the time where you say, well, Kramer, you're not putting it together. Let's try to focus you on a, a, on a reliever. We like your stuff. Let's get it. We just want your stuff to only play one inning now. Since you can't play six innings, let's see if we can get you to play one or two innings. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. At some point, there's going to be a lot of guys like that, Jorge Lopez, um, I mean, Alex Wells, maybe. A lot of guys you have to have this right. conversation with because we have a lot of young pitchers coming up through the ranks. And at some right. point, these kind of pitchers that and are we, not so young anymore, you need to make a decision about them. Right. And we've been through it. We did it with Zach Britton, with Brian Mattis, with those with the cavalry that was not such a cavalry. And when you yep. got Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, and guys pressuring, you're not going to want Dean Kramer being the veteran of your rotation. Yeah, and I mean, it worked out okay for Brian Mattis. It worked out great for Zach Britton. Yes. Like, it works out well for sometimes for those guys. Yeah. Um, the other guy we got back in that trade was Zach Pop, okay. who, of, of course, was Rule 5 pickup by the team we're playing tonight. Maybe we'll see Zach Pop in this in this little mini two-game series against right. Miami. Um, but Zach so Pop, yeah, he's not coming back. Um, he's pitch. He was his guy coming off injury. I think maybe that's one of the reasons that Elias let him go because he was coming off injury. Um, but this year he's pitched 35 innings, so he's pitched a bunch of innings, even for you right. know a contending. I mean, even for a Rule Five guy, ERA of 5.30, which is not great, but it's not bad enough that you feel like you can't put him in there. Um, averaging what 8.6 strikeouts per nine innings, so he's been okay. He's been fine. He's, yeah. he's not coming and, back. But you're to right. Us. Zach Pop, I think it was a somewhat of a surprise that we weren't able to protect him from the Rule Five draft. Um, but it is what it is. We lost. Yeah, him. I was critical of it at the time. I, I thought there was players who were protected that didn't need to be protected. Uh, right. Um, I thought it was a mistake. I think it's one of the um, 
it's a mistake Michael Elias made. I think if, if he's honest about it, you know, I think Michael Elias would admit he should have protected him. The only reason you don't protect him is if you don't think he's going to get picked up. So Right. And remember, if Zach Pop was having a bad season this year, <laughs> Marlins would have probably send him back to us. Yes. So the fact that he's playing pretty good is uh, just like the Wells kid that we've got. It's, it yes. sucks for your team, but it's part of the it's, – it's kind of what makes base, the Rule 5 draft special. Yeah, and getting Tyler Wells does make me feel better about losing Zach Pop. It feels like almost an even trade. Yep, same type of guy. Except yeah, but Wells I'd rather kind of, actually rather have Tyler Wells from what I've seen. Right, because he's a younger guy. seems to have more potential. And Tyler Wells was a starter before this year. Zach Pop was. And Zach Pop is a, a reliever. Tyler Wells Correct. can be can be a starter if you want to go that route. Yeah, it's way easier to move a starter into your bullpen than vice versa. That's absolutely true. Um, the last guy who was the centerpiece of the Manny Machado deal. Like he was a top 100 prospect um, in, 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 in 2017. So here's just his prospect rankings. We got him in 2018, right? In 2017, baseball prospectus had him as the number 90 ranked prospect. In 2018, baseball prospectus had him at 73 ranked prospect in the country. In 2019, um, he was ranked number 44 by baseball prospectus. And so a guy in the top 100 prospects, 2018, 2008, 2017, 2018, 2019, unfortunately, he has played his way off the top 100 prospect list. He's now 24 years old, right. um, has yet to make it to the majors. He's currently in AAA. Injured this year. Yeah, injured. He's currently injured, so he's not playing. But when he was playing... He batted 167 over 92 games um, with two home runs. So, right. and a guy on that, base of 228, slugging of 274, just really, really bad. Yeah, and really disappointing that we didn't get to see him in the majors this year because it seemed like he was really on pace for this season. Yep, it would have been a great year to see him. Um, we, there were some injuries with Santander and other health things, Santander. There's been injuries with... Um, if Austin Hayes, like there, there was opportunities to get yes. him in this lineup, but he couldn't stay healthy. couldn't play well to get up here. No, because of Diaz's struggles is why McKenna's up here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, McKenna certainly jumped him um, as far as, yeah, where they are kind of lined up in the system. And so just for that to be the centerpiece of your deal, that's what everyone's going to point back and look at. And so um, that's frustrating that the centerpiece of the Manny Machado deal kind of one of the best players in baseball. They traded the Dodgers. There was like a, a bunch of teams contending to get Manny Machado and you get this top hundred prospect and he just hasn't worked out at all. He's 20, he's still 24, right? So he could do a little Cedric Mullins impersonation here and turn his career around, but it's not looking good. Yeah. Yeah. So to recap the Machado trade, the centerpiece, like the biggest deal, right? Your best player. Oh, that you okay, traded. So great. Using Diaz hasn't he's twenty four hasn't made up past AAA and this year seems like a lost year. Um, I don't know if he's ever going to make it to the majors. Zach Pop is for the Marlins. Dean Kramer has taken a huge step back this year. Um, ERA over seven, ERA about seven for Norfolk. Ryland Bannon, huge step back, back this year, batting one twenty five. Um, so three of these players are still in the organization, which means and they're twenty five or twenty four, which means there's still hope. Like you don't give up on these guys. But at the same time, a really bad year for everyone in, in the yes. in the Manny Machado deal. Right. Now, 
Right. We weren't expecting you're not going to get Machado talent. And the reason you get you go with more guys is because you go uh, younger guys with the chance of one of them clicking instead of uh, a high prospect for straight up. Like, and I think that's why, like, Alex Cobb or Jemiah Jones was interesting. But the reason that was one for one is because Jemiah Jones is a higher pros- is a higher prospect than these guys ever were. That yeah, and before. Sure, and closer to majorly ready. Correct. Um, yeah, and like, like if you if we were to have this conversation last year, it seemed like Dean Kramer was that guy who wasn't the centerpiece of the deal, but Dean Kramer might have been the guy that hit. And when okay, we 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 didn't get using Diaz. Well, we got right. a number four starter in Dean Kramer. Looked like last year, but then this year that wasn't the case. Maybe next year I'll have a bounce back year, and um, or like you said before, maybe we'll turn into a really good reliever, and, and so that will change the discussion. Yeah, but we'll right see. now it's, it's not looking good. Yeah. All right. All right. So, so taking so individually, the trades I think look sometimes look okay. Like maybe I don't know, like BC range, like whatever. Okay, but as a whole, you just Nothing think about right. this as a whole. You trade Kevin Gossman. Here's the, the whole tally. You trade Kevin Gossman. You trade Darren O'Day. You trade Brad Brock. You trade Jonathan Scope. Um, you 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 trade Zach Britton. You trade Manny Machado, right? All of these really good to great players. And what do we have to show for it right now <laughs> on our Major League roster, Josh? Um, nothing. Zilch. Nothing. In 2018, three years ago, we traded for a bunch of 23-year-olds with a bunch of potential. And I mean, now we have a bunch of 26-year-olds and 25-year-olds playing at AAA or not in the league anymore. Um, And so at this point, like as a whole, it's almost amazing that you have no one in all this list of players I listed. Right, I'll go through it again. Evan Phillips, Jean Carlos Canacion, Brett Cumberland, Bruce Zimmerman, Jonathan Br, Luis Ortiz, Jean Carmona, Cody Carroll. Oh, Dylan Tate, that's one. I'm sorry, Dylan Tate, that's one. Josh yes. Rogers, Brevik Valera, Eusenio Diaz, Zach Pop, Dean Kramer, Rylan Bannon. One guy in all those guys I listed is currently on our major league roster. Not, not so good. I mean, Michael. I mean, Dan Duquette did not do Michael Elias any favors. I think with with those last deals. No. Um, no. I guess this is why Dan Duquette's not answering my phone and asking to come on our our trade evaluation episode. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's tough, right? Because some. I mean, Jonathan Scope is not a superstar. He was you trading for half a year and he, he was hot. So you don't expect to get back right. like all stars. Like you don't expect any of these guys really to be all-stars. You hope maybe you get an all-star out of the Manny Machado trade. Outside of that, you don't really expect these guys to be superstars. But, yeah, I don't know. Overall, it's just it doesn't look. And maybe Evan Phillips will turn into something. Maybe Bruce Zimmerman, right, will be a contributor. And that yeah. will change things. But so far, the 2018, this key year where we blew up the team and traded away all these great players, dividends three years later, Dylan Tate, uh, ERA of four in the bullpen. Okay. <laughs> right? It's, um, it's, it's, you know what? It's, uh, I haven't had a need to use that button in a while. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's right here next to my button that's labeled, uh, Dan Duquette Trades. 
And that's why, and I, I mean, we're Dan Duquette guys. Like, I'm a Dan Duquette apologist. <laughs> yeah. I like Dan Duquette. I think he uh, bought, went into Baltimore, and I think he doesn't give enough credit for bringing one into Baltimore. Uh, yeah, um, but to be fair, we were also Andy McPhail guys, and we gave McPhail all the praise during Duquette's good years, and now we're praising Duquette for some stuff during the Elias years. It's true. Ninety percent of the talent that was for Dan Duquette was uh, was brought there by Andy, Andy McPhail. McPhail. Yes. Um, and and now Mike Elias, it's kind of the opposite, right? Where Dan Duquette in, inherited um, what Andy McPhail left for him, and now Mike Elias is cleaning up what Dan Duquette left for him. Kind of, uh, kind of. Was Dan Duquette ever allowed to do a full rebuild? Well, no, and, and that's the point. Like, Dan Duquette was in win-now mode every yes. year. Yes. Where and Mike Michael Elias has not, has not been that. And I think there's two parts of that. One, we have a much higher standard of what we're expecting from Michael Elias. Because... This is you. We watched you destroy the team. It's like bringing in a guy to remodel your kitchen, and then you have a nice kitchen, and now you enjoy your kitchen part of your house, and you enjoy your house a little better because you've remodeled the kitchen, versus bringing in a guy to tear down the house and rebuild it from start. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna expect a whole lot more from that brand new home. I don't expect if I just remodel the kitchen, I'm then gonna enjoy the living room better as well. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Though the problem with just redoing it, the kitchen is, you know, the cockroaches can just come from the living room right in the kitchen. There's nothing stopping them. Yeah. And we saw that. Yep. Um, But I think it's a good reminder, right, that this was an organization in 2018 that had no, that was at the bottom as far as their minor league system. We weren't interested at all before 2018 in international signings. And then we make all these trades where we trade away really good players and we don't get any impactful players from that. There, there was no impactful minor league or major players from that. Um, and so this is the hand that Michael Elias has dealt. And so I think it's a good reminder that, yes, Michael Elias inherited some good players. Michael Elias inherited Grace Rodriguez. Right. Michael Elias inherited Gunnar Henderson. Um, Michael Elias inherited Ryan Mountcastle, right? Yes. Um, and Austin Hayes. Like, he inherited a lot of these guys um, who are in the minors. But those are guys we drafted and, de- and developed. Um, yes. But also, the expectations for Michael Elias would be completely different if he came to town and we said, all right, it's time for rebuild mode. You've got Zach Britton, Manny Machado, Jonathan Scope, Darren O'Day, Brad Brock to get you started. Yeah, he probably he would have made different moves. Yeah, it's like I, Josh, I just read this. You know Neil, Schu- the writer Neil, Neil Schusterman. He's written a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he wrote his newest book is called Game Changer. Yep. Um, and in the book, the kid wakes up or gets he, he, he plays football, and every time he tackles someone really hard, the the world is slightly different. Like a few things have changed in the world. Like red lights turn into blue lights. Oh, that's just called a concussion. Yeah. Um, but like everything has everything in, around him has just seen like he goes from being middle class to upper class like just some small thing events have changed around okay. him that has changed the course of his life the butterfly effect type thing interesting yeah well I know it's such a great premise for a book but the book itself was not very good because then it got all, right, all, all right. about him anyway I don't want to get into it but I didn't like all the right. book but such a great premise disappointing execution because it just became so just focused on him when I thought you could talk more about the world around the him. world around him yep. but. Um, 
because like one time it wakes up wakes up as a girl, another time it wakes up as all gay, right. and it just because all, all about right. kind of his different experiences. All right, but if you want to talk about, but my point is, Josh, if we want to go down different dimensions, before I get sidetracked by talking about this book. If we go down different di- uh, um, dimensions, it's so interesting to think about, right? Like, what if, what if they decided to trade Manny Machado a year earlier? Could they have gotten like Dustin May from the um, from the Dodgers? Oh, what if um, Michael Elias was allowed to trade all these players? How much are, different organization look? There's so many different things we can go down. That's interesting. That that might be another bonus episode we do later on, maybe in the off season. Like Disney has their what if Marvel stuff coming out. Where it's like, what if Captain America wasn't Captain America? What if someone else became Captain America? Maybe we need to do our own what if Orioles edition. I, I mean, the big one everyone talks about is, and this is under Dan Duquette. Um, I know this is not this is a, this is not a Dan Duquette like kind of evaluation. It's just kind of his 2018 trade evaluation. But but the Chris Davis signing, right? What if that signing never happens? Are you then able to sign Manny Machado? Is the big question. Right. I would argue they wouldn't anyway. But right. what if? Okay. What if they uh, extended Nick Markakis and yeah. didn't have the awkward dinner? Yeah. What if they signed uh, another great what if? What if they signed Nelson Cruz instead of Mark Trumbo? <laughs> that was my next what if. Yeah. Um, yeah. What if Trey Mancini didn't get cancer? Well, that really hadn't. I mean, it would be, <laughs> he would just be here during the <laughs> COVID tra- year. Would have traded him two months ago. Yeah, he might have already been traded. That's true. It's possible. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of first-round draft picks that have been disasters. Now we have to go way back to some. Because nah. recently we've been okay. Um, yeah, but what if we? But what if we drafted someone else? Right? There's all what? these kind of what-if questions. Yeah, totally. <laughs> what if uh, Gerardo Pereira knew how to play baseball when he came to Baltimore? Yeah. Or Travis Snyder, take your pick. Yeah. Um, what if, or what? Yeah. What if at the end of the end of the season, um, you know, Matt Readers didn't didn't get hurt? Um, oh, and Chris Davis. What and if Chris, Chris Davis. Davis didn't get busted for uh, for the Adderall? For Adderall, yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't know. What? All right, here's the ultimate. What if? What if the shift never existed? Yeah. <laughs> See, this is good. we could make our own. We could make our own spinoff podcast where every week it's a different what if. Yeah. When they all center around, like, what happened to Chris Davis? Was <laughs> yeah. it the Adderall? Was, was it getting injured? Was it too much weightlifting? Right. Was, was it, it the, the shift? Pressure of the contract? Was it the pressure of the contract? Like, what happened to Chris Davis? <laughs> Is like, if we go back and play this a thousand times right. over and just change scenarios a little bit. Like, right. okay, the shift's not banned. Okay. You don't sign a big contract. You just get a one-year deal. Like we do all these things. Is there any scenario, any world where Chris Davis is still a good baseball player? I think so. I, I, I you think there's a world that that exists. Oh, I think the Adderall and the, uh, I think you take away the Adderall, you take away the shift. And I think things get interesting or you give him the Adderall and you take away the shift. I think things get interesting. Yeah, I don't know. What if he's allowed? Wasn't one of the things too, like chewing tobacco or something, or he wasn't allowed to do it or something? Yeah, that was only like last year, though. I think. No, that but, was a few years ago. I don't know. I think I I will always uh, blame the shift on destroying Chris Davis's career. All right, I'll take but it. I, but I like the idea of some what if shows. Maybe we'll do that down the road. All right. When we you know Chris Davis is going to be our starting for space for next year. Don't. Don't forget about him, Birdland. Chris Davis oh, yeah. is still on this team. I know. I don't know how you and, guys think we have room for Trey Mancini, Ryan Mountcastle, 
and Chris Davis at first base. Yeah. Chris Davis will be back. We haven't, seen, we haven't heard the last of Chris Davis. I'm convinced. I hope not. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> next year, I can't wait for Josh's prediction episode, next, bold predictions next year with Chris Davis. At this point, you know what? Chris Davis might be on first base sooner than my PlayStation shows up. Oh, yikes. So it didn't come? It, it did not come yet. I got a text message late last night saying, uh, I'll shoot you a message tonight when he gets here. I then got a message at 4.45 today saying, I should have them at your place tonight. And I All just right. respond with, I doubt it. All right. Well, on Monday, on a normal Monday edition of episode, I look forward to hearing that update. Oh, yeah. Got another update, just like normal. I think this episode, even though we recorded on Tuesday, I think this is going to come out on Thursday. Okay. So, All right. Who knows? Maybe I'm having a, maybe I have a PlayStation. All right. Well, that, this has been our kind of 2018, a huge kind of deal evaluation year. Um, so as we kind of look forward kind of at this trade deadline, let's hope we're more successful than past trade deadlines. Uh, we'll, we will find out. But you again, close this show out, or are you going to end it there? I mean, we can end it. There. I mean, I, I, I don't know. We can. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. <laughs> we will find. I out. mean, I mean, the takeaway for me again is is I, I'm after doing this and kind of doing the research and thinking more about this. It's like I don't even want to trade Paul Fry anymore. I know we get excited about like just get any prospect, but what is what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, it means you have more arms to to have five ERAs. At Norfolk, I'm like whatever. I don't. I don't. I mean, I almost rather keep the guys than get these prospects that, that don't work out. But eventually, that's just a law of averages. One of these guys have to hit and become a good major league player, right? And you just keep on getting these guys. One of them has to hit. So I guess you yeah, keep on doing that's it. That's what they tell me. And maybe Mike Elias is better at this. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. We'll in future evaluations, three years down the road, we'll find right. out how good Mike Elias is. is good at. Mike Elias is good at. Extending it and flying it even longer. But well, I tell you, what, what we should also do, Josh, talk about future episodes, and then we'll wrap this thing up. We should also, four or five years now, look at Dan Duquette's draft picks. Because I think Dan Duquette did a really nice job in the draft that he doesn't get enough credit for that makes up this current roster. A lot of, the, a lot of his draftees are making up the current roster that yeah. I, I think we could talk yeah. about. I'm so excited about uh, Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, me too. All right, let's get out of here. Follow us on Twitter. Just search uh, Section 36 Show. On anything. Anything, on anything we pop up. On anything. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some hot hot takes on this trade deadline. I'm gonna get on Twitter one of these days. Right. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna start a, I'm gonna start a uh, post some what ifs over on Twitter. Alright, cool. Alright, sounds good. Alright, boys and girls. As always, go O's.
Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 